You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Mike Means. He's the pastor of First Baptist Church of Valiant, Oklahoma, and he's been pastor there for 18 years. So he's one of these men who... uh, knows the advantage of, of digging in and staying with a church and staying with a community. Uh, he has a quarter century of experience in the pastorate, and we want to talk to him today uh, about the process of, of how he prepares to lead and feed his church uh, through preaching. Uh, Brother Mike, welcome to Preaching Source. Thank you so much. Uh, can we start by getting a, an overview of of your your sermon today uh, for your preaching in chapel, but for those who might not be uh, here with us in chapel, uh, give us a synopsis, an overview of what you're preaching today in chapel. I'll be preaching from Second Peter chapter one, first eleven verses, and and there Peter gives a push um, to people to saved folks in general, but uh, a push for godliness, and at in the day in which we live. I believe there's a there's not a greater call on the life of a pulpiteer or uh, the life of a leader to to live a life that that marks his call. And um, I was notified of this preaching opportunity on January the 14th, and probably by January the 15th, God laid this message on my heart. And then over the last few months, in light of all that has come about in Southern Baptist life as we know it, um, it's been a heavy passion for me. Wow. Uh, what, what do you think led you to that particular text? Um, I believe it was just the sense of uh, urgency, uh, the sense of responsibility um, that we have, because uh, I'll, I'll make this quote in the sermon, but you cannot separate the man from the message. And, and if your life does not display um, what you're trying to uh, commit to people who are going to follow the book. Um, if your life doesn't portray that, how do you stand and preach? Um, so a push or a challenge, if you will, to those who are who are filling pulpits all across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm I'm currently reading. I'm almost finished with Ian Murray's biography of Martin Lloyd-Jones. And, and one of the, it's been reissued. It was two volumes. It's been revised in, in, into a single paperback volume. But what strikes me in, in reading about these giants of the 19th and 20th century, the pulpit, is just this uh, intense realization of sin and of their own sinfulness, mm-hmm. and and almost a desperate desire uh, to be not not just saved, but to, to be completely filled and and renovated by the Holy Spirit, and just a, an ongoing desperate need daily for that. Is does that ring true with you and and your thoughts in in coming to this message today? Yes, it does, and. Um you mentioned Martin Lloyd Jones. One of the one of the best books that I've read personally was his um, his sermons, if you will, or his documentary on on uh, the Beatitudes and how he dealt with 
personal, uh, not, not him personally, but how he dealt with how we look or how we view personal sin and, and the, uh, the effects of uh, what the Bible holds true there in, in the Sermon on the Mount. And, and uh, personally for me, this is, this is um, it, it just has to be that way. We could, we could go back, if you will, to basic preaching or we could go back to uh, what God called us to do, but, but if our life doesn't match what we're doing, uh, our message has no validity. Mm-hmm. Brother Mike, uh, describe what your uh, usual sermon preparation process is like when, when you come in each week and begin to craft the sermon. What, uh, what do you do? Well, um, certainly uh, there will be an, have been a text chosen before me, and, and um, I approach that text uh, with an open heart and an open mind looking for that devotional thought or that thought that, that God wants me to give. And by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, what he wants me to communicate, um, the setting of that text, the context of that text, what, uh, what key words are there, those things that, that, that God will bring to light just immediately. Um, and then certainly I want to read what others have had to say about it, you know, the, the different commentaries and, and even translations of the Bible. But, uh, and then I develop some way a summary uh, of what it is that we're doing, and then just uh, allow God to uh, work my heart personally, uh, and then and then motivate right into the or move right into the sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we think about the task of preaching, we we think about the the we explain a text, we illustrate a text, we apply a text. How uh, how do you think about those three processes in in sermon preparation? Well, when you uh, when I uh, think about those particular parts, that I, I think a sermon is complete when you have all of those. But I also know that that uh, the the application is is absolutely essential. You know what what does God want to say to us? How do we apply it to our life? Uh, I think there are other things that I look at in constructing those things, and that's where are we? Uh, what is the climate of where I'm at? You know what what is the uh, uh, the audience that I'm speaking to, uh, that kind of thing, but but also know that when when you talk about the text, applying the text and illustrating the text, and that that those things have to be connected to what you're saying. If they don't have anything connect any connection to what you're saying uh, from the text you preach, then you have done you've not done anything but isolate that portion of scripture, and it's not uh, it's not exegeted, if you will, mm-hmm. more isogeted. Mm-hmm. What, to, what do you think would be, uh, have you preached this particular text for, for your own congregation yet? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. What do you think might be different in preaching it to a, a seminary audience of our faculty and students and, and preaching it to the folks you live with each week? Well, I think uh, the parameters of the text or the, uh, the initial concepts that are there are, are good for both church or seminary. I think the real push today for me would be that that you're speaking to leadership. You know, typically I I may not speak to folks who have a Ph.D. on a normal basis, but but in speaking both to them or to someone who was saved yesterday, uh, the concepts are the same. God, when he called us, he expected us. He, He didn't call us for anything but to be holy and to be godly and to live and lead a life that that is pleasing to him. And in so doing, maybe maybe the 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 concept of the push toward leadership versus 
push toward average parishioner, if you will, might change. But outside of that, the concepts would be uh, nominally the same. I don't think God's any respecter of persons, and he doesn't expect uh, someone who was saved yesterday or me who was saved at the age of 12, and I'm now 50, to live any differently. You know, he expects us to live a life of godliness. What personally challenged you about this message? I think the thought that came to my mind almost immediately upon receiving the invitation to preach in chapel was, was this thought. What, what would God give me to say to, to young folks who are aspiring to be a preacher, a pastor, a missionary, or someone who's going who's gonna to proclamate the gospel of Jesus Christ? What could I say 25 years down the road that would, that would be helpful or impactful um, Peter said at the end of this text, he says, he says, I will be diligent to remind you of, of these things so that your life will never be unfruitful. And what do all of us as pastors aspire to have? We, we want to have fruitful ministries. We want to see people grow in their faith, to, to live and grow in sanctification. And, and then he said one more thing. He said, even when I depart or when I'm dead and gone, um, I want you to be able to, with great diligence, be reminded of these things. And, and I think if there's one thing that pulpits across our country need more than anything else, it's for people to be real behind the desk, to be real behind the, the sacred desk of God to say, um, my life matches my call. Because if it doesn't, we are not validated as preachers at all. Brother Mike, uh, most of our listeners to uh, Preaching Source are, are pastors, and so I'm, I'm thinking uh, this morning, it's morning for us, it may be evening for the listener, uh, but I'm thinking of a pastor who's, who's taken a few moments out of his week, uh, which is filled with uh, appointments with people and deacons meetings and sermons to write and services to, to be a part of and weddings and funerals and community things. He, he's taken a few moments out of his week to tune into the podcast because he wants to think about preaching, and he wants to think about his preaching and think about his ministry. What, what would you, as a minister who has some experience and maturity as a pastor, what, what would you say to that pastor who's listening uh, out there to, to encourage him or to help him in his ministry? I think one thing that... Um one thing that I've heard over and over again from many pulpits across the world and different preachers you listen to is is you can't preach but from the overflow of your heart. So if you're not spending time with the Lord, how do you, uh, how do you get to know Him? Uh, I, w- I would relate that to, to my wife. I've been married for 31 years. I, I love her and I want to know her intimately. Uh, and, and if I don't spend time in that relationship or if I don't build that relationship or if I don't grow that relationship, then, then, then how does it function? Same in regards to preaching and pastoring. If I don't take time to build my relationship with Christ and spend time with the Lord, how do I have an overflow, if you will, of God's grace and spirit from my life to be able to give to people what they need to hear? Mm. Well, Pastor, as you're listening to this today, uh, Brother Ming's reminded us of the core and uh, where our strength and the heart of our ministry, the power for ministry comes from. If, 
if maybe you've rushed through your day and haven't taken time to do that, uh, let this be a reminder from us to you, uh, from God to you, uh, before this day is done, to take that time and to refresh that connection uh, that our strength comes from. Our guest on Preaching Source today has been uh, Brother Mike Mings, pastor of First Baptist Church of Valiant, Oklahoma. Brother Mike, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the opportunity.